you don't know this ripple effect. But eventually, over time, you will start to kind of notice it. You will start to see that your journey is not affecting just you, but this entire planet. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and on this podcast, I talk about the spiritual awakening process and all of the different challenges and blessings and experiences that I know a lot of you are going through, but maybe have no one to talk about it with, and you might feel like you're alone in this. Well, I want to let you know you're not alone, and that's why I'm doing this podcast, because I also felt alone and I wanted to put something out there that I never had when I was going through a lot of these ups and downs and, and unique experiences associated with the spiritual awakening process. And my, my essential intention with this podcast is to help people like you learn how to master and navigate your spiritual awakening process so that you can, you can reap all the beautiful benefits that, that I have, that I know is in your cards as well. So welcome to my podcast, my friend. It's an honor and a blessing to have you. And today I'm going to share with you three things that you can do that will help you balance your spiritual growth, the, the shadow work that comes, as you know, when it decides to, with your everyday life. A lot of times we aren't given these perfect little breaks from our obligations in life in order to do the work. As you may have discovered, oftentimes they happen simultaneously. Sometimes, in fact for me, a lot of the time, at the worst possible timing or so it seems. And it's something that a lot of spiritual seekers find themselves having to go through. We're living in a very rare time where a lot of people, rather than maybe hundreds of years ago when people sought out the spiritual journey, they, they went and they joined an ashram or they worked with a guru, now everyday people, whether they remember signing up for it or not, find themselves going through just as intense, just as profound of a spiritual awakening process as those who sought it out in the past, and yet they find themselves with jobs, families, bills, and a lot of obligations. And it can be a challenge. It's not easy to do both simultaneously, but that's where we find ourselves. I found myself in this exact situation in kind of an extreme case just this weekend. And I'm going to share with you what I learned over 20 years of going through a spiritual awakening. There are three things in particular that I did just this last weekend that allowed me to kind of see the experience through, gain the lessons I need to gain, and also maintain all the different things I had to do, which in my case was run a live event where people flew, some from very far away, in order to see me and my friends and, and get something out of it. I had to show up. I had to persevere and I was able to. And again, I, I credit these three things. These are things that I've used many, many times throughout my 20 years of awakening. And if you find yourself sometimes needing to balance your awakening, your process, your shadow work with your life in this video, it's going to help you out big time. Number one, to know there's a big difference between failure and defeat. You're not gonna go through life and not make a mistake. You're not gonna avoid failing in your life no matter how safe of a line you choose to walk, but you never have to be defeated. 
You are only defeated when you admit defeat. So for example, yesterday I found myself giving a talk and I had this big like whiteboard presentation I was gonna do for these folks that came to see this show or this, uh, this event we are doing. And I wanted to teach these people how to uh, create content online. I wanted to walk them through my exact process so they could really get a feel for it. And my goal was to, after teaching them, have them go out there and film a video, which is an extremely emotionally challenging stretch experience for most people who have never done it, especially those who feel called to do it. Ironically, it's, it oftentimes will bring up a lot of stuff for them. So anyway, about 10 minutes into this presentation, I realized that what I was attempting would have been much better uh, done about like, you know, over the course of a few days, not an hour and a half. And because I realized this, I started to second guess myself. And because I second guessed myself, I could see everyone notice that. And when I, see, when I saw people notice that by looking kind of bored and confused, <clears throat> it triggered up something that has been coming up for me all weekend, these childhood insecurities, specifically when I was in junior high. I was especially anxious and, and like shy and introverted. And because when I was in sixth grade prior to that, I had a bunch of friends. And then when junior high came, uh, most of my friends went to one school and I went to this other school and I had like no friends. So I had like nothing to, no, no support basically. So all that insecurity came up and it was a really rough year for me, seventh grade. And yesterday, as this scenario played out so perfectly, I, I was like taken over by my seventh grade self. But there was nothing I could do. I couldn't say cut. I couldn't say give me a minute. I had to go on. All this was going on in my head. I was aware that, oh my God, I'm being triggered intensely and there's absolutely no reprieve in sight. I have to see it through. And because I just knew I cannot give up on these people. I cannot stop. I what I did specifically was just try different things. At one point, I had him take a break, and instead of standing, I chose to sit down. That didn't do anything. And then because I was just always on the lookout for what can I do to shift this situation, I refuse to just accept that this, this presentation is a bust. So I never gave up trying. At one point, I kind of walked around. Another point, I just sat down and I started to meditate. And then at one moment, I looked over and I saw this little thing that I had written for, to teach these people on the whiteboard. And that little thing was, check your motives. And what that meant was, who are you doing this for? And I got to ask myself, who are you doing this for, Vic? Is this for you? Is this so you can look cool and impress people with your speaking abilities? Is that what this is about? No, it's about these people. These people, have, I have something, knowledge, experience that I could share with these people to help them in their lives and these folks in particular in their business. It's about them. But because I didn't give up, because I refused to quit, and I was on the lookout for solutions, that's all I needed, baby. And once I saw that, I became slightly better, but good enough to see the presentation through. And by the end, it seemed like most people got a lot of value, and it turned out okay in the end, because I never gave up. And a lot of times, maybe you're a parent. Maybe you have a job that you can't just afford to call in sick every time you're having a dark night of the soul. You can't give up either, but just know your persistence, your refusal to quit is stronger than whatever's coming up for you. And number two, it kind of leads me into number two, you never get what you can't handle. It can seem that way, 
I remember years ago after my Kundalini awakening, I had all this like chakra pressure in my head big time. And it made, it made me have this really, really cloudy like thinking where I couldn't, I couldn't really like speak in my normal, natural way. And I was always like drawing a blank kind of. And I was a fitness trainer. And I saw eight, six to like 10 clients four or five days a week that I had to be on for. I had to communicate with. And it was extremely difficult. It was so hard. But I could handle it. I could handle it. In this situation I just shared, apparently I could handle it. And oftentimes we will take on challenges that benefit not only us. I learned a ton from both those experiences. The, the, the personal training thing and what I just mentioned yesterday and the day before. I learned so much about myself, about life. I grew so much. I developed confidence in my ability to persevere and weather storms. And because I handled it now, I'm sharing it with you on YouTube. I wrote an email about it you know, before making this video that's gonna go out to about 65,000 people. I'm gonna share it on today's coaching call. So a lot of times you will take on challenges that you don't like, you probably don't remember signing up for, and you can handle so that you can express that, you can demonstrate that ability, and you can maybe inspire other people, maybe like, like directly like I just discussed, or even indirectly through your energy that will change from these perfectly timed, synchronistic challenges that is a, that's a win-win for you, win for you and a win for other people. Number three is to support yourself. It is so easy. We are our own harshest critics. So if you find yourself fumbling in your life due to your, you know, whatever feelings are coming up, taking you over, it's very easy to become like, like irritated and resistant to what's happening. Like, why, why, Victor? Get your shit together, bro. This is not the time to be feeling this way. But that's the exact opposite of what's actually going to help. And that's one of the things I was horrible at for many, many years. In fact, it took, it took me about like 12, maybe 15 intense ayahuasca ceremonies to finally learn that I was my own worst enemy. I, uh, you know, a lot of people, they drink ayahuasca. You may have heard of it. It's a plant medicine, very powerful psychedelic plant teacher. And it, it, you hear a mixed bag of results, different experiences. But a lot of people will say it's like really blissful. They connect to divine love. They speak to their angels and spirit guides. And it's, it's like this mystical, profound, life-altering experience. And, but for me, they have always been really, really hard, really, really challenging, almost aggressive is the way I would put it. And I would wonder like why? I felt like I was almost being punished, like I was showing up to this like abusive principal or teacher and having them just list off all the stuff I'm doing wrong and almost like rubbing my face in it. That's kind of what my experience was like. And I was always wondering like why? Why is it, why is it like that for me? Until I finally realized that the entire time Miss Ayahuasca was literally just reflecting how I am towards myself. I beat myself up. I am my own harshest critic. I don't support myself at all. And she was, she was reflecting that to me. And ever since then, I was like, holy cow, this is awful. I don't wanna do this here in ceremony, and I don't wanna do this in my life anymore. And I'm not perfect, but I, I would, I've come leaps and bounds 
from, from learning that very valuable lesson. So now when things like this happen, when I'm choking on stage or something, I'm not getting angry with myself. I'm literally in my own head saying, you can do it. You got this, bro. Don't give up. I, I give myself like a conscious pep talk. You know, if we allow our mind just to kind of run away with itself, it's going to normally turn on us and become negative. I'm sure you've experienced that. This negative inner critic just lives in our head waiting for us to fall so it can jump on us. But we have the power with your conscious mind, you have the power to override that and just simply like force nice thoughts in your head. You're going to be fine. You got this. We got this. You can trust. And it makes all the difference in the world. And that's just, that, if anything, is a very valuable lesson to learn in these situations. It will reflect to us this juggling act of, of personal development and life. It will reflect to what degree do we support ourselves? How much self-love do we actually have? Self-love is this term that people float around. It's all about self-love. Challenges will show you how much you're actually loving yourself. And from that awareness, we can grow and we can change because we can recognize it. You can recognize it. From this moment forward, you can start to support yourself. You can start to be your own cheerleader. You can start to be there and nurture yourself at when you make mistakes, when you fall, so that you never actually are defeated. A lot of times, the outside world's not going to help us. Maybe you didn't get the parents you deserve. Maybe you didn't have the, the friend group that really genuinely value your awesomeness and support you. Maybe you feel like an outsider. Fine, that's the case for a lot of people right now. But there's one thing you can always do and that is support yourself, my friend. It is a game changer in this exact like, circumstance with this video, but also in your entire spiritual awakening process and also in life. And my final words before I go is if there's one thing I learned about this, it's to trust the process. I really have come to sort of conclude that at least for me it seems my higher self will sometimes recognize opportunities for a win-win. Meaning, Victor choking on stage, he's going to learn something about himself, it's going to be worthwhile and because the higher self or whatever, God's spirit knows exactly how everything is going to unfold, it knows that it, as well as this happening, it's going to turn out great for other people. It's, it's going to be a win-win. The challenges you go through are not only just for you. And that's not to say you have to be a martyr and be expecting to be growing for other people. But oftentimes, the way our lives unfold post-spiritual awakening, it can seem like the timing is like been, there's been a mistake. No, no, no. I can't be going through this now and it always works out in the end, my friends. I've seen this many times running retreats. I've had it where, like, um, like the first talk, I would not do well or something, or something would not go well, or I could tell a session was not ideal. But at the end of the retreat, I can always see just how exactly, like how it all fit together, how this thing needed to happen so this thing could happen, and then this result over here could occur. And it would not have occurred without this precise, divinely orchestrated path. So you can trust the process. You can trust your process. You can trust your own life unfoldment. In my case, I sort of speculate that maybe these people coming because they were new in their business, maybe it was good for them to see me not do so well. Maybe that'll help them not be so hard on themselves and realize that these people 
that they might look up to are just regular people. They fumble, they make mistakes, they're not perfect, you know, they got their flaws, their shadow, all that stuff. And if that's the case, then that's good. That's one possible thing. But regardless, it worked out in the end anyway, as it will for you, my friend, because you will not be bringing into your life what you can't handle. Never give up. Never admit defeat. Trust the process. Understand your higher self is oftentimes setting you up for a win-win situation. And through your process, through your journey of awakening, a lot of times you look back and you see just how many people you've affected in a positive light. Just how many people you've inspired. Just how many people just with your, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat people, the way you respond to people, the way you smile at people because you're in a blissed out mood randomly because of your, your, the growth you've created and the shadow you've released. You don't know this ripple effect. But eventually over time you will start to kind of notice it. You will start to see that your journey is not affecting just you but this entire planet. So hang in there my friends and I hope this